Blog Talk Radio. Hi, welcome to Coach's Corner. I'm Coach Andrew Poritz from Ingenuity Coaching, and we're going to skip my introduction right now because we have, a, we have a, a lot to cover and not a lot of time. If you're listening live, you have a question. The phone number here is 646-929-2893. My guest tonight is Peter Shankman, who I've had on the show the night of Hurricane Sandy. He's back. Peter I remember blames, Yes, Peter blames ADHD for most of his success. And, uh, you know, I think I'm going to tag this on to, uh, uh, I'm going to edit this and just add on the intro, because everybody knows who you are, and, uh, and we'll, <laughs> everybody does, and uh, we'll, we'll, I'll tag this on to the end of this. So, uh, Peter Shankman, welcome to our show. We're going to talk tonight about ADD and ADHD. That's our main Sounds focus. Sounds good to me. Yes. So, first of all, uh, what is ADD and ADHD? What's the difference between them? So ADD is attention deficit disorder. ADHD, which I have, is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. So it's essentially, hey, you're having a good day, and something else gets you really excited. So instead of just instead of just switching from uh, thing to thing to thing to thing, you do it with a little bit more enthusiasm. Okay. And, and what is the, you know some of the, the the manifestations of that for somebody, and when when you when you first start dealing with it? Well, I mean, it varies. A lot of what people deal with, you know, they discover it as kids or whatever, and a lot of what they're dealing with is the fact that it's, a, uh, it's something that you, uh, you might be considered, uh, like when I was growing up, my life was, I, everyone basically thought I was uh, hyper, couldn't sit still, disrupted the class, right? What it was is that I was having a different, trying to learn in a different way. I was having a hard time learning the way normal people learn. And so that led to my being disruptive, it led to my not being able to focus or pay attention, things like that. And that became difficult. It became difficult. It was um, uh, it was a problem, you know, and it, it used to get me in trouble and it would get me um, uh, uh, in trouble in school and then it would get me a lot of notes sent home to the, to the principal, you know, for, to my parents and the principal. And eventually I had to figure out sort of, it, it, it lasted all throughout school and it wasn't until I got out of school that I was able to figure out um, probably like 10 years after I got to school that I was able to figure out what the problems were and how I was dealing with them and, and how there were better ways to deal with them. And so when you were in school, did you not realize what it was or they didn't tell you what it was? Well, it didn't exist when I was a kid. You know, I went to school okay. in the 70s and 80s and it was, just, it was just, hey, he doesn't pay attention in class. He needs to focus harder, you know? And that was difficult because it was tough to, to, to all I wanted to do was be like everyone else and I was having a really hard time fitting in it was very very difficult very difficult right i i can relate because the same thing for me and i'm uh older than you are by by a bunch of years we never heard of such a thing all, all we knew was that there was something wrong with you exactly so exactly you know, and that's tough you know when, when you're a kid you don't want to hear that right. right you don't want to know that you're different when you're a kid if you're different that's wrong you know and so the goal was that you really wanted to be able to uh, you wanted to do the right thing and you wanted to fit in, but and no matter what you tried, it simply didn't work, and it was incredibly frustrating. So, so what was like some of the biggest frustrations for you as a child that you wish you had known about something then? Well, the simple act of, you know, I was trying to do work and do everything the way everyone told me to do it, but in actuality, I needed a different way to work. I needed a different way to think. I needed a different way to act. I needed a different way to learn. And so that was difficult for me because it was very hard to uh, – you don't 
expect people to um, you know, back then it wasn't about learning differently. You were there was one way to learn. It was the way everyone else learned, and that's what you were expected to do. And so it was different when um, you know when I, I remember when I got into school when I when I realized what well, out of school and I realized what was going on. I was able to um, sort of create my own life in a way that worked to my advantage. You know, I haven't had a it's it's no um, it's no coincidence that I haven't had a job, like a real job where I worked for someone else in over 18 years. Hmm. You know, I don't do well like that. And so I had to figure out better ways to, to work. So what are some of those ways? Well, for me, it's really about understanding myself. So creating rules, right? My rules are that... Um, I'm up super early every day. I'm talking like 3.30, quarter to 4. Um, I'm going on a run tomorrow with one of my running buddies, and we're starting at 3.15 a.m. And, you know, the reason being is because if I can get a long run in first thing in the morning, I am much more focused the entire day. So you want to be able to uh, understand the way your brain works and give it uh, what it means. So, you know, I don't drink. I quit drinking uh, a while back because – for me, it's uh, I don't just have one drink. You know, the same mm. way I can't have one slice of pizza, right? right. Um, I never understood. I never understood people who can have, you know, order a whole pie, have two slices, and put the rest in the fridge. If I order a whole pie, I'm eating a whole pie. So you're you're right? a finisher. So, you know, it, exactly. But you know, when you're when you're facing a brand new bottle of tequila, that's not necessarily the best idea. Mm. So. You really want to understand um, what makes what makes what makes your brain function, how it works, and you want to be able to uh, to act in that regard. So for me, I am very much about um, understanding who I am, what I do. So, you know, for instance, if I have a if I have a speech anywhere in the world, I have a basic contract that says I will uh, speak and you'll pay me. Except in Las Vegas, where it says. I don't have to be on the ground from wheels down to wheels up for more than eight hours hmm. because Vegas is not a good place for me. So, you know, it's, right. it's knowing yourself. Um, I sleep in my gym clothes, right? So when I wake up in the morning, I don't have to think about it. I get up and I go. It's those kind of things that allow you to live your life the best way possible. You know, in a million years, I never would have thought of that. Yeah. yeah. All I have to do when I wake up in the morning is throw on my sneakers and I'm out the door. Wow. That's kind of that's like so simple and brilliant, and and, and I just I never heard of it. Believe it or not, <laughs> it's one of those things that makes you think, you know, God, why haven't I been doing this for years? Right. Because also, by the time I come back from my, um, by the time I come back from my uh, uh, run, then my dopamine and all that is already is already high, so I can focus better. Mm-hmm. So that's important as well. So uh, now, have you ever watched the movie Groundhog Day? Of course. Uh, it's one of my, not only is it one of my favorite movies, it's kind of my muse. It's one of my uh, the things I, I think about all the time, the, the, the lessons and, and the opportunities that are in that movie and the possibilities of, of unlimited time that we don't have. But the, one of the things, and the reason I'm asking about this, is something that really jumped out at me when, when you um, uh, reached out to me about this is the, the 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 massive perspective shift that uh, Bill Murray has in this movie when uh, 
when uh, I can't think of her name now is um, and he's telling Annie her McDowell. all the. I'm sorry. Annie McDowell. Yes, Annie McDowell. So he's telling you know he's he's shown the entire day to her of how horrible it is and and he said well now you know the now you know my curse and you know what if it's not a curse what if this were an opportunity right and what if this were a gift well, that's, you know and that's the key that's really the key she you asked know, the I, question I like he never things. thought of it before and when you what yeah. you said is that this is a gift that you were able to you were I able like to, to look at earn this in a gift. I like to look at things in a positive perspective mm-hmm. and so I try to figure out how can I how can I use this to my advantage? And the end of the day, if you think about it, having a faster brain, right? Having a brain that runs faster than normal is actually a benefit because as long as you know how to use it and as long as you can use it and control it, then you have a tremendous advantage over people who are sort of typical, as it were. So give me some some meat for that well the basic premise that I can you know I had eight months to write a book with two days left to write it I boarded a flight to Tokyo I wrote chapters one through five on the flight out and chapter six to ten on the flight home and I came home 31 hours after I left with a book normal people can't do that right and P.S. it's a bestseller so you know you need to understand the way you work how it works for you and how you can use it to your advantage. Yeah, and actually, I, I, I had very specifically to ask you. I know you've written several books, actually, right? Yep, yep, I have. And and uh, the uh, I which I have one one hardcover book and one of them on uh, Audible. Uh, so, mm-hmm. the, you know, now for me, I find the discipline of writing very challenging. And now, so you're telling me that the the ADHD really is helping you. And I feel like, how do you stay focused? What are, is there anything specific that you're doing? I think for me, I have to understand when I'm working, I have to understand how I'm working, I have to understand the best ways I can do it. You know, uh, in some situations, it's really about knowing what works for me and what doesn't, mm-hmm. and then ap- applying those things accordingly. So like I said, you know, writing on plane is a great, release for me because there's nothing else I can do, right? I can't go for a run. I'm already on the plane. I can't, right. you know, so you, you, you have all these things. I, I'm sitting there with nothing but time and a laptop, and that's the best way for me to work. So I make sure to do it that way in such a way that it benefits me. Now, uh, I would imagine you're probably uh, typically in a business class or a first-class situation. Now, what, what is uh, somebody who is maybe in a little bit more of a cramped situation? What might you recommend for them? You can still write. Um, you could take a 11-inch MacBook Air, and 11-inch MacBook Air will fit in any plane. So mm-hmm. you want to be able to to make the situation work the best for you, whatever that situation is. Um, you know, if I have 12 hours layover between flights, well, I can find a lounge. I can find a corner and plug in somewhere and just write. You know, if all you want to do is write or all you want to do is get work done, you don't necessarily need Wi-Fi, right? So as sure. long as you have power, you're good. Okay. So I want to hear about, now you have this new thing called Faster Than Normal. Correct. So, so tell Faster us Than Normal that. is a podcast and a website that essentially attempts to, to enjoy and 
sort of enjoy the gifts of having a faster than normal brain and change the conversation about what ADD and ADHD is. So in my perspective, it is a way to uh, explore and by interviews and by blog posts, explore people who, and, you know, and, and, and learn from the people who are using their fast and normal brains in a positive way. Um, so we've had CEOs, we've had uh, uh, people who work in public uh, industry, you know, we've had them, um, a public service on the podcast to explain how they use their ADD to their advantage. Because at the end of the day, that's what you want people to learn about. You want them to learn how they use their ADD to, uh, you know, not as a curse, but really as a gift and how they are able to manage their fast and normal brains, what tips and tricks and hacks they've learned. So we have upwards of, uh, I think we have about 10 interviews up there now. Um, mm-hmm. Really, really smart people, intelligent people who are giving uh, great advice. And uh, it's, it's wonderful for parents if their kids have ADD or ADHD. It's wonderful for employees or employers if their employees have it, spouses, things like that. So, I, you know, I'm thrilled that I was able to start it. And uh, I've gotten emails from people saying, oh, my God, you might have changed my life. Thank you so much. It's just a great feeling to know that I could do something that really is helping people. And, you know, that's one, something that's also changed since the last time we spoke on this platform is you have, you have a child. So I'd love to hear about a child. A, a very large, large, a fastly growing child who, uh, I guess I, you know, I follow you and everything. So it's uh, always cute. He's to pretty see amazing. She's three years old, and my goal is to create a world where whenever she wants to talk to me, my attention is 100% focused on her. I always want to be able to give her everything she wants, everything she's looking at, everything she, you know, I want, when I'm with her, I don't want it to be about my, uh, about my phone or about my iPad. I want it to be where I'm focused entirely on her. And so for me, it's very much about talking to her, being present with her, um, uh, seeing what she wants, helping her get it, and really paying attention, being in the moment, I think is the best way to explain it, with her. And so I've learned a lot about my ADD and my ADHD and how I can do things in such a way that I am able to um, to uh, focus on her and hyper-focus almost, hyper-focus my, my, um, uh, what's the I'm looking for? When I'm, when I'm talking to her, when we're talking about whatever, I'm, I'm able to be entirely present in the moment with her. Mm-hmm. And that I, I, I make, that's really, 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 really important to me. So I've spent a lot of time trying to perfect how I do that. So is that uh, hard for you? It, it wasn't easy, but, you know, it completely and utterly worth it. And so sure. some things are as simple as, as making sure that I take a couple of deep breaths before I walk in the door at the end of the day, you know, so I can get out of work mode and get back into uh, whatever. But, you know, I'm constantly focused on trying to make, make, it, make her aware that she is the most important thing and that nothing else uh, can interrupt when I'm in that moment. Mm. And now, you know, you mentioned the phone. I can't help but notice everywhere I go, everybody is buried in their phone. They're walking and, and phone at the same time. They're texting and walking. And I think everybody is uh, so distracted. 
Yeah, it's true. But, you know, on the flip side, I mean, look, there's a lot of benefits to that. And it's not to say, you know, we were doing the same thing in the 60s. Uh, we were just reading newspapers all the time. Our heads were buried in newspapers and magazines. Now it's just the phone. So I don't, I don't believe that we're less of a communicative society, but I do believe that there has to be time to put it away and focus on what's important. I mean, like walking, like what's in front of you as you're walking in the street might be, might, I, I, exactly. I keep on wondering what is so important. important in there. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, and a lot of people, unfortunately, get very, uh, very tied into that and, and they need to take a step back every once in a while. And look, I mean, I'm just as addicted to my phone as everyone else, but you have to understand when it, when it's important and when there are other things that are much, much more important. Well, you, and you're also somebody who has probably gets more stuff done in a day than most people get done in a month, as it seems to me. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, uh, you, you, you yeah, you're doing great. So, um, there's so, uh, tell me about some of the people who are on your platform, this new platform. Well, I've interviewed. You know, I'm interviewing CEOs, I'm interviewing celebrities, I'm interviewing, um, like I said, people in. Uh, in um, uh, public public life, uh, politicians, things like that. It's really people who have some form of attention deficit disorder that they are using to their advantage. They've understood how to make it work, and they're doing the best they can with it. And, and for me, you know, that really is the type of people I'm looking for. I'm looking at people who are doing what they have and doing the best that they can with it to make it benefit them um, mm-hmm. and help them and help the world in which they live. Can you name names? Sure. The, uh, uh, Keith Crack, the CEO of DocuSign. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who else have we had on the, on the show? We've had a Scott Monty, who is, uh, was formerly the head of social media at Ford. We had um, Dr. Ned Hallowell, who is the, uh, sort of the godfather of ADD and ADHD research. Um, we've had the uh, chief of staff to the mayor of Boston. I mean, we've had really, really sharp people on this podcast. Uh, next week, or on Wednesday, we have a... Um, someone who used to be uh, ridiculously overweight and ADD and addicted to medication, and he found a plant-based diet. So he does that now. We have, uh, we have athletes coming up. We have, so, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of really fascinating people. And it's, it's, uh, I'm very fortunate that, you know, these people are willing to tell their story and, and share with us uh, sort of what they've learned and, and, you know, the tips and the hacks that can help people, uh, uh, can help people uh, succeed. And, and really, more importantly, to help people understand, this is a, a again, ADHD is a gift; it's not a curse. Right. And and you know, and speaking of uh, you know people being who have had issues with overweight, you have gone undergone a, a quite a transformation in the last year. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I woke up um, about seven or eight months ago and decided, you know what, something needs to change. And so uh, again, I quit drinking, and I really started focusing on. Uh, channeling my, uh, whether I was upset or whether I was dealing with whatever, figuring out ways to channel it to my advantage. So I've actually, um, I've dropped about 40 pounds and, uh, put on a lot of muscle and I've gotten a lot faster and I'm, I'm, I'm sort of very happy where I am. It's, it's a, it's a good place to be. I, I really, you know, no one can do it for you. You really just have to sort of understand that it's your time when it's your time. And when you're ready to make that change, you will. Um, I think the biggest mistake people can make is to try and force someone to change when they're not ready. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, the only person at the end of the day who can change is yourself. And so right. you're the only one who can – you can't change anyone else. The only person who can change is yourself. So I've really focused hard on making sure that I am um, uh, the person who I change, and I've just worked really hard on trying to improve myself. And 
uh, it's been noticeable, and a lot of people have noticed it. And for those who don't notice it, um, okay, you know, they, I, like I said, all I could do is change myself. Well, you know, it's it's not like you weren't doing anything. I mean, the thing is, you, I mean, you, you were doing Ironmans, you're doing running, every, all the things you were, you were doing, and there's something, all of a sudden, in all the years I've known you, everything was the same except that you were you were working like crazy, and not seeing that physical out you know, change. And now it's dramatic. Anybody who has seen you in, you know, in a year to today. Yep. And and so the you, so what is the main difference? I think the main difference is I finally decided it was time. You know, mm. I wish I could tell you it was something much more, uh, much more uh, uh, um, whatever than that. But at the end of the day, it was just time. And I think that's how it works. So, uh, you know, one of the things that happens when we talk really fast is that <laughs> we actually covered we the, like, all the questions I had for you. Hey, you know what? Look, at the end of the day, my goal is I still believe I can help people. I still believe I can help make the world a little bit of a better place. And, uh, you know, that's why I do these podcasts. That's why I'm happy to be interviewed. I like helping people. So what, what would be the, the biggest thing that could happen out of, out of this new mission for you? I think I just want uh, parents to understand that having a kid with ADD or ADHD is not a, a curse. It's, it could be very beneficial. If you look at everyone who ever changed the world, whether they built a country or built a business or built an empire, chances are they had ADD, ADHD, or they were just a little different. And so that's the greatest thing in the world. So, by the way, when you go to a place, and you know, you're, you're a New York guy. We, we are known for our fast-talking, fast-walking uh, approach to life. How do you find it when you go to a place where they can't talk like this? Hmm. I, I focus very hard on drinking water <laughs> and making sure that I've swallowed and, and you know, you, you sort of feel the water. You feel it going down your throat. You, feel, you try to be present in the moment, I think is the mm-hmm. best way to put it. Okay. Very good. So um, is there anything else you'd like to say? Because believe it or not, uh, we have covered everything I can think of. <laughs> I think the best advice I can give you, again, the website is fasterthannormal.com. Uh, okay. I encourage you to join it. Uh, download the podcast. It's, it's a good group of people that we've interviewed, and we're always looking for new people as well. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm very open in, in terms of my ADD, and I'm more than willing to talk about it. So if anyone wants to reach out to me, I'm at Peter Shankman on all of the social networks, and I'm more than willing to chat. Okay, great. Well, then, Peter, I'm going to thank you so much for this uh, very abbreviated and, and but very informative chat. And uh, I'm, very, I'm very excited about getting you uh ready for bed early so you could get to your uh, early morning run. <laughs> I feel like I've done Andrew's something. pleasure is mine. Anytime. You know that. Thank you, buddy. Okay, right, we'll, well. we'll talk. Right. Okay. Good night. You got it.